Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. Fun fact for this week, Evan survived another year in a first world country, and we are trained and supposed to celebrate that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Evan, how was your birthday, Evan? And what and what obstacles did you face? What dangers did you face during the year that we should celebrate that you lived another year? So this year was, it's got to be the toughest one yet. Um, what year is this? What year is this for you? Ooh, that's shouldn't a be, lot of Shouldn't thought. be that hard of a yeah. question. You j- it just happened two days ago. I gotta do some quick maths here. <laughs> it's about how old was Napoleon when he conquered everything he conquered? Dynamite or Bonaparte? Yes, both. Okay. <laughs> I think probably what? I don't Napoleon know. Bonaparte wasn't very old. You have not done near what he's done at this age. Hmm. Yeah, I just like to think that I have a couple more years to get there. Um, and I'm working on it. Got a plan, putting it in action. Everything I'm doing now, just building up to that to world domination, basically. Just sort of like a leveling year for you. Like, it's it's yeah. just a setup year. Yeah, yeah. And this is like the pilot, you know? Season This one. is the pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just What about the first 27 years? What were those years? Those were just pitching to networks, trying to make sure I can stay. Mm-hmm. I can get on, you know? I'm writing the script, and I'm sending it out, trying to get them to test the waters, you know? How many seasons is your life going to be once you get picked up? Um, I'm looking at six seasons in a movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't answered the question. Why should we celebrate your birthday? Why should we celebrate another year of life, even though you live in a first world country? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you haven't done anything miraculous this year. Yeah. We've been more death we, defined. We've been with you quite a bit. Yeah. Too much, some might say. <laughs> I have I haven't seen a whole lot that I'm that I'm willing to write back home about. Like somebody they expected me to write you a card, but like what am I supposed to say in that card? Happy birthday, Evan. You you cured cancer? No, you didn't cure cancer. You are if anything, cancer. you walked around with UV lamps and gave people cancer. I I culminated a lot of carcinogens and spread them throughout the city. <laughs> but that that has nothing to do with this year. Um, with who I am or what I've done for this community. Do you, does it feel like we're talking to a politician right now? This it, year. Th- that's, that's, a, that's a non-denial denial is what that is. Yeah, if you look at the statistics, okay. crime is down. It's because you gave the crime cancer and it, and it died. Pumped it full of aspartame. Yeah. Crime is down. It's like six feet. Money is up. <laughs> if we played a Sleepy Joe clip... Right beside Evan, would people be able to tell the difference? (laughs) (laughs) You can't even look at a flower around you without thinking, man, Evan has done so much for this city this year. Because every flower in this city, I personally went out and I pollinated myself. Oh. I went in there, I stuck my tongue in that little flower, got some of the seeds, just spewed them all over the place, trying to pollinate each individual flower. I was wondering why your posters were up. All over on uh, like telephone poles, mm-hmm. like beware of this person. It's just you making out with a with a rose. Yeah, roses are tough. A lot of thorns on that one. <laughs> mm. But you give what the people want. 
And what those flowers want, they're they're begging to be pollinated. You heard him say that? Begging. I heard it with my own two ears. They wrote me a note. <laughs> you heard the note with your own two ears? Yeah. That's called I had reading. Somebody read you just it read it. <laughs> <laughs> I read it out loud. Okay. And then once it got into my ears from me reading it, I was like, oh, I understand what this there is saying. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really roundabout way of describing reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I read silently, I, I, I don't know what it's you saying. You don't know what it's saying. I have to say it out loud. I have to read it out loud to actually. Understand. And you're not a good reader out loud. It's very choppy and yeah. mispronounce a lot of words. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a deaf person talking. Mm. <laughs> like a third grader at a reading level. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know how we got to that from your birthday. That That's, that's what, what you contribute. That's yeah, what you contributed to, to the world. And that's, that's why, why we should, should celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Evan is, he's just a distraction from the real issues. The real issue was his birthday, and he went off on talking about he's, he, he did great with assaulting it. flowers. Yeah. So now we don't know how we got, we don't even really know how we got here. Yep. Lord. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Question Detour, Hypothetical Time. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. All right, boys. Hypothetical numero uno. Talk a lot about death on here. I think that's good. We have a healthy respect and a healthy neglect. Understanding your mortality death. really puts things in perspective mm-hmm. for you. When we just got done talking about your birthday, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, makes your birthday more special knowing when you're closer to death. Yeah, when you're yeah. closer to it. Five more years. All right. Um, <laughs> So, all right, what do you do at a funeral? I assume... So we're going to the funeral. Somebody we know has died. We put on that suit that we wear, like, I don't know, twice a year. Yeah. Never, not a lot of mileage on that thing. We go to this funeral... What are we? What are we doing when we get there? Yeah, we can go together. I, I'm sure any funeral would be glad to have the three of us there to attend. I think it's and mourn the death. I think it's great that we know a lot of the same people. Yeah, that's gonna make that's, that, gonna, that's gonna make some good funerals when that make time some rolls good funerals. around. Lots, lots of future uh, dates that we're gonna get together. I'm gonna say when I get there, I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of scan the room, pick out a couple of victims. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> it's always a good way to start. Then I'm gonna go prophesy to him. Oh, okay. Now you said you talked about a suit. Now is your suit just some robes, some white robes that kind of drag the ground as you walk mm-hmm. towards them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind kind of like a kind of like a white bathrobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing nothing on under it, but like a a nice medallion. Ah, nice. Okay, different robes than I was expecting, but I get it. I uh-huh. thought you were maybe more like a like an angel type robe, you know, like somebody angelic. But you're you're What's, going more. What, are, are you saying that that me in a bathrobe is not angelic? I, listen, I would hear the angels sing for sure if you walked in. Yeah, you would. But you you your robes really were more Jersey Shore Guido type of robe, like in a, mm. in a hotel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. The top was open a little bit. Yeah. Just for definitely. Enough chest hair to get yeah. through. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm walking around. And I'm I'm going to start prophesying people's deaths. That that's a great time to people prophesy about that. people and at a think, funeral. Like they're they're kind of already thinking about they're it. Like you know, there's probably like some people in the back. Like, dang, look how he went out. I hope I don't go out like that. And then you walk up and be like, "You're not gonna go out like that." But but you're gonna get hit by a cement truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna kill you, but the cement will then go into your body. Oh my gosh! Jeez, oh, go straight into the mouth. Just gargling that thing. Rather just get hit by the cement yeah. truck. <laughs> well, yeah, the cement truck seems like an easier way to go out rather than what I imagine the cement truck just slowly backing up. You don't hear the beep, beep, beeps. <laughs> it pins you down and they just give you a mouthful of cement. Yeah, yeah. Mouthful of what? 
Cement. Okay. <laughs> cement. Cement. Yeah, there it is. There okay. it is. Not cement. <laughs> so you go around this. Is there a set number of people that you prophesy to, or is it just kind of whoever bumps shoulders with you? I look around and I find people in certain age brackets. I find um, anybody between the ages of 13 and 22. Okay. Kind of an impressionable group. Um, and then I also uh, kind of talk to what I call the, the Cracker Barrel generation. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the older folks. Yeah. The bedtime at 530, senior citizen discount at the Cracker Barrel group. Um, they're, they're pretty susceptible to death. They've got it on the brain. A lot of their, <laughs> a lot of their, uh, their friends probably, probably piecing out. You know, we're eventually going to be that age. Do you think as we start dying off around each other that we'll get jealous of how somebody died? Do you think old people get jealous of how their friends die? Like, you know, one friend dies in a car accident and then dies of a heart attack and they go, I, I wish I were to go out that way or I'm glad I didn't go out that way. Like, do you I'm think sure, it's like a competition? I'm sure they talk about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there's I, a little bit of competition there. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of competitive drive to go yeah. out better. Yeah, than go out better person. than that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Nobody wants to die of just a your standard run of the mill heart attack. If you want, if you want to go out, you want to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, get struck malaria. by lightning or something. Yeah, you know, like who wants to die in a hospital bed surrounded by family? That's so boring. I'd rather die riding a hospital bed down a hill. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good one. I mean, still die in a hospital bed. Yeah, but and your family can what be a, around. What a story! As you. <laughs> As you your hospital bed gets slung off that ramp. That's one of my favorite uh, prophecies to give out at the funeral. Oh, okay. is, yeah. is that just tell them you know you're going to die in a hospital bed, and they think, man, that's going to suck. And you can kind of see the life sort yeah. of drain from their eyes, right. dying already. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> sooner than you think. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like like a bad infomercial, but wait, there's more. <laughs> And I tell them, you're actually going to be riding that thing down a hill going up towards a ramp over a body of water. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's about right. <laughs> Surrounded by friends and family, they'll all be there to push your your yeah. hospital bed down the hill. Do you try to hide the hospital bed that's behind you <laughs> away from them? <laughs> when, I, when I saw how disappointed they looked at first, I just kind of kicked it back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hoping somebody just puts the coffin on it and just yeah. rolls it out. <laughs> Now, do you, how much do you take into account how they look, who they are, or is it just kind of a cookie cutter prophecy per person? Do you do you, do you take a lot into account? I can't stress to you how little thought goes into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like most I'm, things we do. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most things we do. Um, it is strictly off the cuff. Not mm-hmm. a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, my improv class has said that that's probably a good thing to do. Yeah. Just it's it's just so preparation real yes for and. improv. It's yeah. a very yes and. You die and. Hey. <laughs> um, do you go up to people? Is there like a hand movement that you do? Do you lay hands on them? Like how does that go? Do you walk up and just tell them, or is there kind of like a a showmanship that happens? Yeah. So I I walk up behind them and I'm sort of I'm sort of humming just just mm, you know just like just a strong, like you ate a good bagel just <laughs> like like I had a meal. Mm. I just come up behind him like that, like a like a soft weed eater, like know? a like a cow that's in a hot tub. That's right. That's right. Easing ease right. in there. You're feeling good. You're a feeling cow is good. getting a deep tissue massage. Yeah. I just come up to him and I just put my hands under their elbows. Oh, behind him. Behind him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm behind him. Yeah, hands under the elbows and I just start palming those elbows. Nice. 
generally that's going that's going to get some attention. That's going that's going to turn some heads. Yeah, people just don't ignore that and situation. And when you when you say that you're a prophet, people expect a certain level of weirdness to that. Yeah, so you kind of get their they mind expect, right They expect it. you to be, you know, just a, just a little bit off, like a guy wearing a wearing Like a nobody bathroom. comes up to you and says, I'm a prophet, and then starts talking about the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, unless they're prophesying, but just, you know, small talk. Mm-hmm. Unless the weather has to do with how they'll die. Sure. Yeah. You know. So how much do you believe these prophecies versus you're just trying to do some big prank on them that is going to last like a long con, you know? They're always going to be looking over their shoulder for that cement truck. I don't really put much stock into what I say. Um, <laughs> Again, a staple of this. And, yeah. and I, I think anybody hearing this uh, should probably should probably take everything we say with a grain of salt. You know. Yeah. Good thing you keep spreading them though. That gives people <laughs> yeah. hope. Yeah. Gives people hope. I think you can go to any library. Go to just go to anyone and look at the fiction section. People love fiction. Mm-hmm. They love it when you just make something up and tell it to them. <laughs> You don't, you don't believe it? I mean... People are dying for people to lie to them. Yeah. People just want content. They want a good story. Life's <laughs> so boring. They just want content. That's it. I mean, all the people that soak up the true crime podcasts and documentaries, of course they're going to want you to come up to them and tell them, hey, in about 10 years, you're going to get stabbed in the throat by a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just doing them a favor. Yeah. And then they're going to have every day they're going to wake up a little more excited. They're never going to be like, I'm bored. Yeah. Today could be the day. Yeah. In 10 years. And I just walk up behind them. Hey, you're going to develop a really weird shellfish allergy <laughs> in about two years and it might be lethal. <laughs> you're going to develop a shellfish allergy, but you're also going to develop a craving for shellfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do whatever you, you need to to focus your energy, your prophecy energy. But. Me and Evan. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. how, how, how do you see us? How do you see us dying? Well, both of you are going to die, and it's 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 coming soon. I mean, I <laughs> the way that you the way that you live your lives uh, with absolutely not a care in the world. Yeah, reckless, zero, reckless zero abandon. Yes, reckless abandonment. Evan is actually going to die with abandonment. He is going to be. <laughs> Evan a lot is going to be. Issues. Evan is going to be abandoned. He's going to die like he lives then. Yeah. (laughs) I do have abandonment issues, so that checks out. Evan's going to be abandoned inside a Dollar General. Oof. That's rough. You like well, you get lost. Yeah, like you yeah. lost at a Dollar General. Dollar is not a big building, so he can <laughs> he can find his way out. The problem is, is all the shelves are going to domino and fall on top oh, of him. Oh gosh, he's going to die. I'm not from... going to be found for like I don't know, 15 minutes because the Dollar General employee is going to be on their smoke break. That's right. That's right. That they're always on, mm-hmm. and probably even further than that because Dollar Generals aren't known to be the cleanest places in the world. I think most of their shelves are down. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they're just that's just pretty normal for them. There's there's a solid chance there's people trapped under the shelves mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, You're, you won't be the only one that will die <laughs> yeah. in that fall. If I was just lost, though, I could survive for a good amount of time, though, because, you know, they have a lot of food and other things mm-hmm. that a lot of snacks, I could yeah. get away with just stealing because, again, Dollar General employees always on their break. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to stop me? Stop trying to counteract this prophecy, okay? You're going to die there. Nothing you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to die from the shelves falling on me, sure, but I'm not going to die of starvation. <laughs> That's true. That's true. People are going to be walking through the Dollar General and like, do you hear 
do you hear somebody crunching? And they're going to look down toward the fallen shells. And Evan's just up under there like a little rodent <laughs> eating some Cheez-Its. Don't People, they're they're going to ask if he, need, if he needs help and he's just going to scamper back yeah. <laughs> into the shadows. All right, me. How am I, uh, how am I dying? You're going to die on terrible sea-do accident. Oh, okay. That's cool. I like I like high-speed stuff, fast stuff. That's cool. You're, you and your mom... Oh, are gonna be? I didn't, wasn't expecting her to be there. To no, be honest, she'll be so. there. She'll okay. be there. Okay, she lives. She you, lives. She does live. <laughs> you and your mom are gonna be racing sea doos. Gosh. Okay, I like it. High speed. Oh, high high speed. That's what I'm high speed. About. You're gonna you're gonna round a corner. Oof. Your mom's gonna take it like a champ. She's yeah. done this before. She's used to race sea doos before you were even born. <laughs> you find out something new every day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you're an idiot. A novice. I'm a novice sea doer. Amateur. You go flying off that sea doer. Oh. You fly onto somebody else's boat. Oh, okay. Party boat? Not okay. Not okay. (laughs) Old couple. Old couple. Oh, gosh. But they have a bunch of licorice and chili candies on there. Nothing butterscotch on that boat. (laughs) That boat is clean, too. That old man keeps that boat clean. And you just fly right onto it. You get bloody it up. Yeah. (laughs) Splatter all over it. He gets so mad. Yeah. But I'm dead. I don't I don't care. You're not dead yet. Oh. Oh. He ties the anchor to your ankle and he throws you overboard. Gotcha. Yeah. You're, you're dead. That's you're dead. dead. I die. That. Okay. The sea doo stuff seemed kind of irrelevant <laughs> to my death then. But well, I get it. I get it. It's well, the you want to you want to paint a picture though. Yeah. So the sea doos are in the water. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're racing in on the truck trailer. <laughs> no. Okay. No, so but that, that that would be good. That's a that's a sea don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So I mean that's a kind of, that's kind of a cool way to die. I, I high speed, you know, riding something that riding a sexy machine, you know, yeah, yeah. It's something James Bond would drive. It's like, but yeah. I didn't really, really want my mother in it though. So <laughs> I'm not happy with this. Who would you rather be racing moments before death on a sea doo besides your mom? If you if you're so disappointed with that, uh, yeah, mine was like L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> I want the founder of Scientology. To to be by my side as I as I die, maybe he can usher me into Zorgon's palace or whatever they believe. Now is he is he still alive? No, no, not not in our realm. No, no, in the whatever realm whatever he's they in. believe realm. We know very little about Scientology. <laughs> to try to make a joke yeah, about it, yeah, we should we should learn more. <laughs> This is how they get you. I've actually signed us up for a couple classes. Oh, did you? <laughs> we didn't get any much better. How much do I have to pay you to change my prophecy? Like, is there anything I, I can I do to change I did not know prophecy? that this could be a business business deal. That's a good point. You could give somebody bad prophecies and they'll pay you to change it. I like that. I like that a lot. It's one point for capitalism. That's right. Yeah. It, it, really, it really does not take a lot to, uh, to shell out for money. When you give off these prophecies, do you have a lot of reactions like mine and Evans where they're not exactly happy about it. What are people's reactions? Some are happy, some are sad, but I just tell them, I'm like, look, it's it, it's out of my hands. There's nothing that I can do about it. I, I've seen these things in your in your future. I, I can't change that. Just be just be glad that I'm telling you this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a blessing to know mm-hmm. how you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Who'd have thought a man in a robe, just a robe. Just a robe, yeah. Humming could be such a blessing. Well, forget about those elbows. The, uh, can't forget about the physical contact that might happen. It it really does. It really does help in the whole uh, uh, prophecy. Yeah. Is that so? You give a couple prophecies. Like, what happens the rest of the funeral for you? Like, is that just kind of what you do throughout the hour and a half that the funeral takes? Why well, don't I, I? That's that's the sole reason that I'm there. Okay. 
So do you know the people the, that died, or you just kind of show up to these things? I'm I'm like a hired gun at these funerals. I just okay. I just come when I. Where when do you I keep hear, the gun if you're just in a robe? Can't can't disclose okay. that information. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's holstered, though. It's holstered. <laughs> don't you? Don't you worry. It's holstered. Okay. But yeah, they're up there doing the funeral and everything. People are getting up and saying saying kind words about the about the deceased, and I'm kind of in the background just humming. Give us that hum again. Mmm. <laughs> just just humming. <laughs> do you, do you notice that people start kind of scooting away from you? <laughs> that there's a probably a ten foot diameter area around you that people are no longer sitting yeah and i can't i can't determine if it's because of the humming or because of the bathrobe um or the fact that you smell like alcohol well that's the only best way to get clean is just bathe in alcohol yeah. <laughs> rubbing alcohol <laughs> oh okay it's rubbing alcohol oh it's no I'm, I'm not taking a bath in jim beam okay he's <laughs> <laughs> in three percent isopropyl only yeah. isopropyl only oh man so do you go up to the uh do you go up to the open casket at all yeah what i do and this is kind of a business move um on my part as soon as i get there i walk up to that casket and i look down and i'm like called it <laughs> and then people are like oh, yeah. oh did he now and then I kind of make my laps around the room and I just start telling people how they're going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they think because I absentmindedly walked up to the coffin and said that I knew how this guy was going to die, they're going to start believing me yeah. now. Yeah, they're right. idiots. <laughs> what, I mean, yeah, you don't pick you don't pick the funerals of professors and scientists, do you? No, no. These <laughs> a lot of the people here had to ask off <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to come to this funeral on a Saturday. On a Saturday, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad we have somebody like with, like you that has yeah the the foresight of death. That's well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Do you think the Grim Reaper is in a robe like that? Yeah, think about it. He's always you know portrayed in one of those black robes, but I don't know. Maybe if he's on if he's at home, you know, <laughs> casually yeah. getting out of the bath, I bet they'll put Grim on that bath robe. But the Grim Reaper doesn't work on Saturdays. No, no, yeah. no. He outsources that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Evan, you're at a funeral. You go to a lot of funerals. Yeah. You look in the obituary of the newspaper, and we, it's hard to get you to hang out on like the weekends because every time we try to get you to hang out, you're like, I can't. You got a funeral to go to. People used to read the comics. That's not what Evan does in the newspaper. He goes and he, he laughs at the obituaries. Yeah. yeah. Old Ethel died. You know, I, I like to keep in touch with the geriatric community. So when a friend dies, I kind of know about it. Yeah. Especially when I read the obituary and I go meet the spouse of whoever just died and befriend them. I don't know. Maybe I can uh, get closer to them. Evan, no. Is that okay? I, no, <laughs> let's you? not ask the morality of what you're talking about here. So you're telling me that you perch yourself down in the morning on the weekend and you look through maybe the death of some elderly men. Sure. Or women. You know, you know, you know, there's no discrimination. Yeah, for no you. discrimination. You just look for a death, and you yeah. you you attend funerals in an effort to date the the widower, the widower or widow. I befriend the widow or widower. Where it leads from there, it's up to them. Is the main goal to try to get into that inheritance? Oh, yeah, got yeah. you. Okay, Maybe. for some reason that makes it seem a little bit better. I. I like that you're greedy and not lustful. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, I'm not just trying to bang a bunch of old people. But if it happens, it happens. But you will if the job it, calls. If for I it, have though. to, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. Sure, but I'm not just out here trying to, you know, take advantage of a bunch of old people. I mean, it, you you are, but different than what well, somebody might think at first. Yeah. So, so what do you wear? What do you wear to a wedding to impress? Funeral. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, in Evan's case. 
hopeful for a wedding. It could be a wedding. But uh, yeah, a funeral. What do you wear to a funeral to impress uh, these these grieving significant others? Let me start at the bottom. I got my snakeskin boots on. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Old people, old, old women. Mm-hmm. How are over, they going to be able to turn that down? Head over heels for you because they fell down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Are there spurs on the back? Of course. Tight, short, jean shorts. Oh, yeah. Jean shorts the way to go. To a funeral? Of course. I mean, I'm not going to dress down. Over my chest area. <laughs> That's a weird way to call. So many people say it that way, too. Yes. <laughs> That's so normal. Over your chest area. Okay. Over my chest area, I wear a silk button down with holes cut out where my nipples are yeah mm-hmm. so that i can put my nipple tassels on and the tassels hang freely outside of the shirt it shows that you're vulnerable and i think that's good that's a good first impression to make i worry though that the old people will think you're a little much uh, yeah i they're I, they're they're the people, more conservative crowd you old, know old people they come off that way but you get to know them a little bit, and they're weirder than we are. <laughs> I can tell you that. They've kept me up a night or two. Yeah. Just mulling Snoring. over some things that they've said, things that they say in their sleep, because they snore very loudly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the kind of things that they'll say in their in sleep? In the CPAP machines that they just <laughs> humming away. Or like a hospital room. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of beeps going yeah. off. <laughs> What are the kinds of things of that they say air. in their sleep? Oh, things about the war, um, yeah. for the, one. The Dust Bowl. <laughs> the Great Depression. <laughs> um, How they could used to, they used to could buy a pot for a nickel. Yeah. A lot of murmurs about how little bread used to cost. <laughs> Talk about remembering when roads were dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They remember the first highways. When kids had respect. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Back when schools were separate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you just sit here and listen to this? I try to soak it all in. I, I like to learn. I'm a learner. If you don't know <laughs> okay. that about me. So sure, I, yeah, yeah. I like to take in all their thoughts. and Evan sits there like the thinker statue and yeah, just uh, sit beside absorbs the their thoughts. Yeah. But I have like a little notepad and I write down all their... I have scribblings of all their thoughts. Yeah, but no letters. It's just scribbles? Just scribbles. Okay. <laughs> Hieroglyphics. <laughs> Only I can decipher. I want to ask a question. I want to pose it to Alan. You seem to have reservations on whether or not Evan could actually pick up an old person, a widow or widow widower. How would you pick up an old person? Like, since you just seem like you, you don't think that Evan's tactic is correct. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think he's... I don't think he's approaching it as efficiently as he could be. Um, I would dress as an old person or somebody from their past to okay. pick them up. Yeah. I would show up dressed like Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Yeah, they, well, the, people love... People love Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Back in the day, they're... they're They'll, they'll do whatever for him, yeah. you know. Or I just dress like another old person. Yeah. So you're not saying you're not saying you should dress up in snakeskin cowboy boots, short denim shorts, silk shirt, nipple showing. No. That's too far. I think that I think that you should have a walker with tennis balls on it. <laughs> I think a reservation for the early bird special. You think yes, at the local restaurant? They just got done with someone that they had to take care of. And now they want to go back to it. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's playing chess over here. He's going. He, they don't. Maybe they don't want the same anymore. Yeah, they want something different. More they want something um, young. When fresh, I break out, when spry. I break out that coupon book that has a coupon to Denny's. <sighs> Listen, I can. I've got I them can, in my hand. Son. I can pull up a Denny's coupon on my phone. 
21st century. Would that would that scare them? They'll call you a witch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this competition. I, I like this kind of headbutting that y'all are doing. He could bet right now. How many old people do you think you could pick up with your method? And I'll pose the same thing to you, Evan. How many old people do you think you could get using your method? Room full of old people. A funeral. It's a good place, obviously. What's the funeral venue size? Uh, what's like the max capacity? Um, let's say you can't go above about 300 without it being a fire hazard. Okay. So there's like a rough 250 in there? Well, then I'm going to say 250. <laughs> wow. You could go in there and get anybody you wanted. I could... I could bat a thousand for sure. Yeah. Okay. Figuratively, right? You you're not hitting these people with baseball bats. Well, I would only be batting two fifty then. But okay. Okay. <laughs> so no. <laughs> All right. He says he could he could get a hundred percent of any old person that he walks walks into. He comes that's in contact off, with. That's awfully confident. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. There's no way I'm getting a hundred percent. I don't want a hundred percent of those Oof, old people. Wow. Wow. I'm so you're, calling, some, you're calling an Evan a whore. Yeah. An old well, person. Evan, whore. Evan you're also will, just saying you're willingly losing a competition. Yeah. You will take any old piece of meat. Yeah, what's your prize hen of an old person? <laughs> that is that's a good point. Let's ask that question. <laughs> Who do you go for? What type of old person are you going for? Just above the social security line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anybody above the social security Anybody line? Anybody above social security <laughs> line. All right. I thought that was going to be a little more specific. They, well, <laughs> like, it could have been all 250 of them. They also need to have their own transportation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a taxi driver. I'm not... I'm not, not signing up to their old appointments. They're no, they need, the they need four to be doctors' re- visits the day they to go be to. responsible for that. Yeah, memory is an option. They don't have to have it. Um, you could get the same gift over and over again. Yeah, They'd be just yeah, as yeah, excited. Yeah. yeah, it might actually be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially you two. All right, Evan, who do you go for? What old person do you? I don't have a preference. You know, okay, okay. Well, y'all are both very vague. Um, but uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see um, how that turns out. We'll go to a funeral this weekend and have a little competition. Yeah, I think, I think that'll be fun. That wasn't even going to be my answer, but <laughs> that that wasn't. You just oh, that wasn't. Was that not my answer? I, it seemed what, like your answer. What, what okay, answer? I was, sure, I was just saying that wasn't going to be my answer, but it really turned into my answer. Oh yeah. Oh. What was your answer going to be? I just take the place of the person in the coffin so I can get free kisses. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> kisses if you need to go to a funeral what's the kiss what's, budget what's the going rate for a kiss from your wife i'm broke <laughs> if anything our listeners the saturday workers the saturday workers that listen to us they know that evan is starved for affection any kind of physical contact so much so that he is willing to now, do you get rid of the body in the coffin completely or do you just kind of weirdly sit on top of the body? I just like slide him out the side. Oh. He's laying in the back, but like, <laughs> you know. So he's he's still Gently. he's still in the coffin. No, I slide him out the like the back of the coffin, like off the side, like behind the coffin. You so know? people are mingling in the the area, the seating area, and you're over there at the coffin, just trying to throw his body out yeah, out the just back, like trying to. He's like a nudging it out over the. Oh yeah, okay. try to drag him over. Well, well, yeah, it would open the way it opens it. You know, it hinges, but yeah, I would have to drag him out the front, you know, and then kind of scoot him around the back. But I would distract 
I would have you know Alan there to be giving everybody prophecies and mm-hmm. distracting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's kind of it's a tag team deal. Yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. He distracts everybody with his prophecies and um, foretellings of how people will come to their demise, and you know, grab them by the ankles, eat them. Just just uh, set him up in one of the seats, uh, weekend yeah. party style, yeah. you know? There's a bunch of old people there. He's probably like he's falling asleep. Like, yeah. That's and then very, Alan very will come over and try to give him this prophecy. Yeah. But he's like, you're already dead. <laughs> and people were like, holy cow. Holy cow. He, he, he called it. That's interesting. Do, you, do people come up to the open coffin and be like, man, Uncle Gerald looks great. <laughs> hey, really, the embalmment fluid... It really did a work on him. It really got tan before yeah. he went in there, too. I'm more worried about what happens when the body's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Aunt Ellen looks <laughs> terrible. <laughs> she cut her hair? <laughs> she has a beard? Like, <laughs> we should have visited her more. <laughs> oh, man. Also, your whole goal was to get free kisses. Now, I haven't been to that many funerals, but I've been to a few. I don't see a lot of people kissing the dead person in the casket. I don't either. It may be one or two kisses, mainly from the spouse of the deceased, but I'm doing what I can to get those one or two kisses. you just gotta go. I gotta get them. I think we're all thinking it, so I'm just gonna say it. Do you expect tongue? (laughs) I don't expect it, but it is appreciated. Yeah. Do you try to give it? (laughs) They lean down for the kiss, and it's a... I don't initiate, but I... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you fight back. <laughs> now, I imagine between you and Alan at this funeral, he's letting off, letting off this relaxed cow moan that he does. <laughs> what kind of moan are you letting off once that, that kiss hits? It's more of a uh, jubilant glee. Okay, it's, give it uh, to us. Give it to us. Let's see if <laughs> Kind of like a Smurf that found a pot of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, let's give the listeners maybe if they went to this funeral, if they attended this funeral with you two, maybe what it would sound like in the in the the building. So y'all go ahead and give off y'all's kind of moans at the same time. Not a moan. I think I said a hum. A hum. Okay. Thin line. The thin line between those two things. But okay, what it just. You know, we're sitting all sitting around, and we're so if you're walk if, if you're kind of walking in those front doors, I'm I'm mingling in sort of the the chair area, and I'm just kind of mm-hmm. someone gives me a little peck on the forehead. It's the dumbest thing I've done. It's the dumbest thing we've ever done. <laughs> oh my gosh. How. <laughs> I don't know if we should look poorly on us or the people that are like, yeah, this is what we listen to. <laughs> we keep coming back for this. Here's the, the multiple moans. <laughs> Good lord. I think I had an aneurysm. <laughs> oh, man. Well, here's what I do at a funeral. I, You know, whether I show up to y'all's or with y'all or not is, uh, you know, a whole different story. But funerals tend to be a bleak occasion. That's kind of sad. I want to make it more fun. So I show up doing magic. Show up as a magician. Did they hire me? Probably not. No. I, I just kind of show up anyway. And I do, a, I do a, an assortment of things to really lighten the mood and give people a laugh and maybe a sense of 
excitement and joy. Number one thing I do. We all know about the Jack in the Box. You know, the toy with the uh, the very classic music that plays before it springs up. So, closed casket initially. Closed casket, either way, it doesn't matter to me. What I will do is I will play this music with a handle on the end of the casket. I start turning the handle. bump a dump a dump a dump This person that was in a fiery car accident (laughs) then (laughs) pops out. Kind of limp over the side. Uh People people get a kick out of it. (laughs) They laugh? It's hard to decipher whether they're laughing or screaming. But either way, it's better than crying. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So does just his top half like pop up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Just making sure he didn't get jettisoned into the crowd or something. No, it's not like a fighter pilot that is airplane is going down you know it's just kind of his top half he pops out and you know hangs over the side that and that's fun and that's great yeah and another thing i was thinking about this is eulogies are good somebody come up and talking about you as a person you in your life how good you were but how much cooler would it be if that dead person could speak about themselves in their eulogy yeah so what i will do is i will fasten an assortment of ropes and strings about their arms and legs and what I will do is I will marionette doll them up and uh, up and around on the stage and basically vent, be a ventriloquist and let them speak about themselves. I like it. You like that? I think yeah. I think that was a cool idea. I feel like, you know, it's good it's good closure for the people that are grieving to see their yeah. dead relative limply talk about themselves up on stage. Especially if like the person is as you say died in a fiery car accident. They're, yeah, they're it's a un- closed casket. They're unrecognizable. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I think it just gives an air of mystery. Like, yeah, the is face. this is this really Grandpa or yeah. whoever? I said I had to put ropes on arms and legs, but depending on how bad the car accident is, they might be missing a couple legs. It's easier job uh-huh. for me. Yeah, you know? I only have to put definitely. a couple ropes on an arm or so. Mm-hmm. And do you do like a full ventriloquist act with them, like a back and forth dialogue? Yeah, I do. Um, you have to suspend your disbelief as I am puppeteering the multiple ropes with both my arms and legs and uh but yeah I will do a whole kind of like dialogue situation we'll do an improv mm-hmm. you know try to get some laughs yeah you know this person might not have been funny in real life but they're funny in death because of me and you memorized the the full Romeo and Juliet play I did we I did do I we do a rehearse. lot of Shakespeare yeah. Yeah. not classically a comedy but quick wit jokes in there and you know we really modernize it you know you know, we would might do the Titanic scene, and the coffin's a great yeah. door. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. you know, what I will do is I'll be I'll be Rose on the casket, and the dead the dead individual will be hanging off the side. You know, we'll give a very heartfelt uh, speech to each other, and man, it'll it brings a tear to their eye. And it's not because they're seeing their dead, burnt up relative outside of the casket. No, it's because we have drawn out the emotion in the act. And don't you also? After you do that scene, you do the flash forward to the end of the movie where the old person plays Bill Paxton and you play the old lady? Yes, yes. And I, I have the whole... I still have the diamond, you know. But yeah, I do. We even do the scene where I paint the uh, nude body of mm. of the female actress. Yeah, so yeah. it's... We really... In fact, let's just be real. We just did the whole Titanic movie. <laughs> we, we do the whole Titanic start movie. To start wow. to finish. I... I try to un- downplay it and make it seem like we just do certain scenes. No, no, we do the whole thing. We just 
from start to finish. And I am Rose in in it, and usually the sure. the deceased individual is Jack. So is that how y'all put them in the ground? Is he's Jack, and then you know, well, and he kind of just slides off into the. Well, here's the thing. Usually, if there's a pond or a retention pond in the back, I we I will just kind of use that as kind of the place. They don't get a chance to bury them. They just end up in uh, the pond. I don't. Well, they might. I, I, once I leave, they might fish them out. <laughs> With a couple you, nets. Didn't yeah. you do this when a funeral was at a church? You used their church baptistry? Yes. And I just used... let his dead corpse float into the baptistry? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know... Do you get paid for this? Not not monetarily, but I think I get I get paid by the, friends the lifted the spirits that, that I bring to these people. And the friends you made along. Evan gets paid fr- in kisses. Did you Evan, know that? I, I, he does you get paid in it. kisses. Hey, I, I get kisses in the in the play. Oh, that's true. Lots of lots of romance in the yeah, Titanic yeah. movies. I feel like you really do pick a lot of romance. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, pretty much everything we've mentioned is romance. You you got a thing for dead people, or I have a uh, listen. I don't let's don't put a title on it. I just have a thing. I have a thing for making people happy. I have a thing for making me happy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're making yourself. <laughs> if people happy. is me, yeah. <laughs> go through the scene, and my final act is again. I I introduce my answer as me being a magician. And really, these uh, these answers were nothing a magician would do. <laughs> but the final act is what a magician does, and we know the classic magician uh, bit where they put a person in a box, and then they saw the person in half, and the you know, of course, the person is still alive and well. The you know, the 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 stage actress is alive and well. Why well, do that with a casket? I dragged the casket up there. I comically large saw. I haven't quite mastered how they figure how they cut somebody in half without cutting yeah. them in half, but mm-hmm. I think it just takes practice. So usually I saw right down the middle of the casket with the with the deceased person in it, and uh, you know I pretend like I did something. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you get know. away with it because you know they're dead, they're embalmed, they're yeah, uh, no more blood in there, there nothing to spew out. You, you would think blood doesn't spew out. It gets, it's very liquidy though. It, yeah, yeah, it's very liquidy. <laughs> but um, you know I cut the casket right in half. I take a bow, and you know I I go mingle for the food afterwards. And I thought. You, well, I know you started out with just cutting them in half and leaving them, but I thought you introduced um, a way to put them back together, and that was just like a bunch of globs of crazy glue. Chewing gum and crazy glue okay. is usually a great way to do it. And I've been, as I leave, you know, I'm shaking hands and you know, getting pats on the back for my fantastic spectacle that happened on stage. I'm like, listen, guys, I haven't quite mastered the whole saw thing. You're uncle Jerome is in two pieces but here's what you do mm. crazy glue and some chewing gum and you know he'll be he'll be as good as new and you know and then i'll leave i'd leave him with a little bit of wisdom like that yeah so they started out in a mix of horror and disbelief and you when when you're doing the jack-in-the-box situation but then you leave them awed and amazed is that what i'm hearing yeah well we go through a full range of emotion they say grieving is a whole process with steps, but you've never seen somebody the the steps of amazement. Yeah, so many more mm-hmm. steps and deeper and larger emotions go along with that. I guess the only time people really show their full cycle of emotion is when somebody mutilates their <laughs> dead family member. Yeah. Um, yeah, in front of them through art. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's it's interesting just the 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 range that they go through because their person is the person's already dead. Yeah, but they're seeing their body mutilated, but they can't be too sad because they're already dead. You know, I mean, there's just yeah. there's a lot of a uh, lot of confusion. Yeah, a lot of in conflicting that, emotions in, in that mind. Nothing nothing helps closure than physically opening the body of their dead relative. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like doing a flip in a car that you. 
you're in that you know you're probably gonna die. Yeah. But in the moment, you're like, wow, this is euphoric. really cool. Yeah. Euphoric. And that, it's listen. a rush of dopamine, you know. Yeah. And listen, um, like the great actresses and actors of old on stage, I, I get a lot of things thrown at me. A lot of crying just from the the great uh, art that I did up on stage. So I, I get a lot out of it. I, I it's very fulfilling. It's good. But um, do you get a lot of like repeat business? Well, no. I I tend to choose who I'm going to okay. show up and okay. do. You know, they don't they don't they don't seek me out. I seek them mm, out. I That's know. where I am in my business career. I, I've gotten to the point where I find you. You don't need to find me if you're lucky enough to see me walk in with a cape and a top hat and a comically large saw then you're lucky enough to have is there anything under the cape and top hat clothing wise like you only mentioned two (laughs) articles of clothing i'm worried that that might be the only articles of clothing you have especially with what you're doing to these dead bodies (laughs) yeah I I don't go I don't go in naked I you know I'm respectful but you know I go in free so usually it's just kind of a a dependables adult diaper um, yeah. I'm up on stage for a long time yeah I mean I, I get that <laughs> a lot of acts to a lot go through. a lot of acts to go through and if I get a scene wrong up there I just redo the scene. Like, right. I, mess, I mess up a line. Woof. Yeah, and I it's just you know the scene. if if you if something goes wrong up there, it's always going to be your fault. You cannot blame yeah. it on the dead guy. I do. How does that go over? I, it goes over well. I'm a I'd be a great lawyer. I can <laughs> I can blame anything on okay. anybody. But yeah, it takes it's there's a few hours worth of worth of acting. So you know if you're lucky enough to have me come in with a cape, top hat, and a, an adult diaper, you know you're lucky enough to get what I have. So it's pretty common when you go to a funeral to make a kind of noise. Do you have a noise that you that you make? It it does seem to be co- becoming more and more common to have. I'm hearing it a lot. A these noise. Days. I think I just. I, I think my noise. The noise that I say most is just kind of ta da. <laughs> the Jack in the Box. Ta da. Yeah. But not any more excited than that. <laughs> ta da. I'm humble. It's humble. <laughs> so you know the start. That punk. The you know the body comes out and I'm like ta da. <laughs> Like you're unimpressed with what you're doing. <laughs> I've seen it a bunch. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's not. It's not. It's like you're nervous to, to see if they're excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you're you want you want to say something exciting, but you're taking a mournful tone because of the place you're at. Oh yeah, yeah. So being yeah. respectful. Uh, <laughs> the saw finally gets through the bottom of the coffin and. <laughs> Liquid starts dripping from the coffin. I come around to the the front and give a bow. Ta da! And then you know, yeah, that's okay. what I do. Do we do we all want to do our noise? Our you know, give an impression of maybe what somebody might hear. Yeah, I was trying to think of like how you would factor into like me and Alan's thing. I. I don't know if everything's supposed to work together in any Because <laughs> I would uh I would be the one in the coffin that well, you, you would can, <laughs> so you can be in the coffin while I do the act. You know, the coffin's kind of free for the most part, depending on the scene. That would make it kind of difficult because you would be you are normally working with a corpse. Now you're working with Evan's live body. Yeah, yeah I would get out of the coffin for the final act okay. though, because I, I do it does involves a saw. And so. the Jack in the Box one sounds like it may hurt my spine. So yeah, don't, I don't really want to be in there I during would, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't. That's special to me. Let let, let, let yeah. me the dead person in no, there. Yeah, it, the whole thing seems <laughs> special to you. <laughs> <laughs> let's be, but in it, a concerning it, way. Let's be real. The Jack and Box thing. The body's halfway out already. It makes it easier for you to pull out. So. I get. That's when I slide in. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, there you that's go. Good. See that? I'm, I'm telling you, it's all going to work yeah. together. Okay, okay. It fits together like a. Like a puzzle. Or, Evan, you could make the sawing and half trick work for Zach. You could be the head of the body and then use that 
existing yeah. body there as the go. legs. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And <laughs> there's still juices spilling out, but yeah. it's not yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so okay. The situation is, you just got done sawing a body in half. Yeah. Um. And the spouse has is just so excited, you know, that this whole performance went down that yeah. they had to come up to the head and give it a kiss, of course, um, <laughs> just to be like. Gerald, I'm so proud of what you just did in that scene. Um, and then, of course, Alan's doing what Alan does and just prophesying, you yeah. know, through the entire act. Yeah. yeah so let's give it. Let's give everybody an impression of, of what a funeral with us might sound like. All right, here we go. All right, saw breaks right. down. Saw breaks. <laughs> Ta da! Oh, and you wonder why we don't tell anybody outside of the people that listen that we do this. God, we are we are all married men. Yeah, I don't. Adults, we have a job. Adults. There's so many people in our we're, lives who we're talking be disappointed. About, we're talking about children with our wives. <laughs> I was looking at mirror when I get out of here. Oh, golly. Um, but there you go. If, you, if you're lucky enough to get us at a funeral, you just know it's going to be a lot more exciting than a bunch of old people crying and some guy up there talking. So, And if you made it this far, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. But anyway. All right. This week we have a new little segment we want to throw at, at you people. This one's called, What Do They Say? And I have a phrase that um, specific people would say. And I'm going to pose a situation to the pod here, and they're going to have to answer to us, what do they think a person would say in that situation? So for this week, it's what do white people say? Or what would white people say? So for the first situation, you walk into a coworker's office, a white coworker's office, and you ask them, hey, how's it going? What do you expect a white person to say in that situation? So we walk into a coworker's office, small uh-huh. talk ensues. Mm-hmm. The coworker asks us, "What? How's it going?" No, you ask them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What would a white person answer to you? A white person, you ask them, "How's it going?" They'd say, "I can't complain, but it wouldn't do me any good if I could." <laughs> there you go. There you go. Amen, brother. They would definitely say, "Living the dream." Yeah. Any kind of nine to five job, a white yeah, person yeah, is that's, saying, "Living the pretty, dream." That's pretty standard. Yeah, yeah that's a standard. I'll take white, both those answers. Yeah, a white person. Did you have there. an answer lined up? Living the dream. Living the, living the, the dream. Living the dream. Okay. Yeah, it's a classic. But they both work. Yeah, yeah, they both work. All right. All right. Scenario two: uh, You're a daughter, and you walk into your living room wearing less clothes than normal, a little bit revealing. Yep. And your dad sees you before you walk out. What does your dad see? What does a white dad say? What does a white dad say to their daughter? A white dad might say, "If he's getting the milk for free, he's not going to buy the cow." Mm, that's that's it's, it's a yeah. white that's a white yeah. thing, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd say. Uh, well, not I'd say the dad, the the white <laughs> the white dad would probably say, uh, "You going to catch a cold out there?" Uh-huh, that's good too. <laughs> no, well, the answer I have is, "Where's the rest of it?" <laughs> where's the rest? That's true. That's true. Yeah, a very white person thing. That. I was going to say, hoes don't get cold, but a dad wouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not like what a pimp would say. (laughs) All right, next scenario. So you're in a room with the white person, and you go to leave, but you left your keys on the counter. So you have to walk back in and grab your keys. What does a white person say when you walk back in? Oh, we know. This is classic. They say, say, oh, can't. Can't go anywhere without these. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> or, or they might they might come in with a, 
back already? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. They Mine was, well, that was fast. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, fast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so you're outside throwing the ball with your dad. You hear police sirens in the back. What does he say? Like in the background, he just in, off in the distance? Yeah, in the distance, yeah. I, I, think, I think he might just start singing the Bad Boys theme song from Cops. That's not bad. I, I think that's, that's a pretty that's white yeah. person thing yeah. to do. That's a pretty white you person know? thing to do. He probably sirens. probably kind of look sort of longingly in the direction of the siren. He'd say, uh, "Well, they gonna get him." <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like Jay. Yeah. So what I have is, oh, they're coming for you. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, that, that, that's the thing. answer right there. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right. This next scenario, you're with your white friend, and you get a small amount of change back, maybe a dollar or two. Um, like you bought something. Yeah, like you you bought something or okay. you, you found a dollar on the ground. Yeah. Maybe that's a better scenario. You yeah, found yeah. A, dollar, okay. a dollar on the ground and you just kind of lucked into some money. Yep. The white person sees that. What do they say to you? Don't spend it all in one place. Oh, gosh. that's Don't spend it all I in mean, one man, place. man, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like if, if a white person sees you pick up a penny, they're going to say something along the lines, make sure it's heads up. Because that's good luck. Yeah. yeah. That's a very white person thing, I think. Or, uh, what's the year on that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure that's not a wheat penny. Yeah, that's definitely. (laughs) All right. Next scenario. You're out shopping with your white friend, and there's no price tag on an item. Oh. Or what do they say? (laughs) Oh. I mean, I guess it's free, right? Yeah, I guess (laughs) it's free, It's free, then. I don't know if there's another one. I think I, I, I think that, that is the only option the only they can option. say. That's, uh, <laughs> you have to say that if you're white. You, if you don't, if you look at an item with no price tag. You look down at the melanin content of your skin, and you go, "I have very little." You make eye contact with that cashier, and she's like, "Just go ahead and do it." <laughs> <laughs> she sees you grab it on the the off the shelf, and you're you got a smile on your face. She's like, oh, "Yeah, here it comes." <laughs> <laughs> it's a company <laughs> and you just joyly saunter up to the cash register <laughs> guess it's free then alright this next one uh, you're at home with your dad you left the door open in the middle Oof. of the summer oh yeah classic white person thing what's dad gonna say he's gonna he's gonna turn to you in a certain voice and go are we air conditioning the whole world? Amen. That's right. That's Amen. Right. What are we air conditioning in the neighborhood? Or, or now he, if it's in the summer, he might also say you're letting all the bugs in. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. that's true. All right, this one, this one, this might be a little bit tougher. You, you go to leave, and basically, yeah, honestly, you just go to leave. Um, maybe your parents' house. You're going yeah. back to your house, or maybe someone's upset and they're trying to leave, and somebody's like happy that they're leaving. Hmm. You know, uh, what does what would a white dad say to that person that's like, "Oh, I'm out of here." I, is the dad mad at? Yeah, he's the a person. Little, he, he's I, indifferent, but a little upset. A little upset. I think he would say something along the lines of, "Don't let the door hit you on the way out." I feel, yeah, like that, I feel like that's that would yeah. maybe what a white dad would say. You know, just passive aggressive enough, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, not, you don't want it to cause too much of a commotion. So, what I have down is don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. That's a very oh, southern that's, white dad one. That's a white dad one. Fiber. I got, man, I just, I got the image of the New Balance as a white socks. Yeah. When that happened. Yeah. 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 Oh, Flipping God. a patty on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. This one, uh, you're out to dinner with your white friends, and check comes to the table. Hmm. What's dad got to say? Or what's your white friend got to say? How much is going to set me back? That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I feel like immediately a, a white dad specifically will make the joke of, 
he's got it. He'll point to maybe somebody that uh, obviously yeah, doesn't have that's true. the that's tech, true. and he'll go, I think he, you got it, right? Like yeah. Points you know. to his three-year-old yeah, daughter. Yeah. He's yeah. like, all right, yeah. you got yeah. it. Yeah, you got that's it, right? That's good, too. Uh, what I had is, what's the damage? Well, what's oh, the damage? Yeah. That's but that's good. basically that's what Alan said, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this one, this one kind of cracked me up when I found this one, but um, when an ad shows the hidden fees behind it um kind of like you know you're you're scrolling you see a coupon or something mm-hmm. and it says two for three dollars in small print at the bottom when you buy two of the large packs or something yeah like there's that. some stipulations you yeah, have to yeah. do to get the there's item. hidden fees that they don't right. publicly mm-hmm. display and a uh, white person sees that what do they say i feel like a, a white person might say devil's in the details that's good uh, there's a very white i was person thinking thing. uh well, that's how they get you. Yeah. That's how they get you. <laughs> now, that's how they get you. <laughs> or I think they would say, you know, something along the lines of, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah. That's good, too. That's good, too. <laughs> it's a very white person thing yeah. to say in that situation. What I had down was, that's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. How they... Very good. All right. You're out in the yard or out in your driveway washing your car. Uh, your old white neighbor walks by or um, is out in their yard and they see you washing your car. What do they say to you? Mine's over in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they want to wash your car. They want you yeah, to wash yeah, their yeah. car. Okay, yeah, Mine's, yeah. can you do mine next? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. That's Very a classic. Good. You've been searching for something, God knows how long, oh. and you finally find it. Oh, you finally found the you item. Okay. find it. Okay. What do they say? What does a white person say to you? They see you searching. Then well, I know what a white person would say if... You know, you're you're looking for something for an extended amount of time. They might say, "Well, it didn't grow legs and walk off." Yeah, or uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's. But if you found it, you're asking if we found the item that we're looking for. Well, we can start. We, let's start with uh, if you're just searching. For yeah, then they would time. definitely say, you know, sarcastically would say, "Well, it didn't grow legs and walk off." Yeah, they'd probably say, uh, "Well, where's your last place you left it?" Yeah, yeah that's good too. Yeah. Or uh, you'd lose your head if it wasn't on your shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah. you lose yeah. yeah. All right, so then you find whatever you're looking for. What did they say to you? Kind of similar to what Alan said just a second ago. I don't have one for this. You uh, what's the? What's I don't the find a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I got written down is it's always the last place you look. It's oh, always the last yeah. place you that's look. A, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's all. It's never helpful when you're looking for something. The, a white person is the last person you want to ask to help you look because they're just going to give you these vague, sarcastic answers that aren't going to help you at they all. They want to give you just enough to where they don't have to do anything, but they can still say that they yeah, said they something helped a little helpful. Bit, you know. Yeah. All right, I got two more for us. So going back to coworkers, but reverse it this time. Coworker walks by, and maybe you're looking at your phone for the first time this hour. You know, checking your text messages, making sure nothing's oh, blown up. Gosh. What do they? What do they walk by and say to you? Classic. This is uh, you working hard or hardly working. That's it. Hard that is hard it. Or oh hardly my gosh! Working. I every time somebody says that, I just imagine some guy with a pair of khaki dockers pulled up to their nipples, yeah. Yeah. brown belt, just slapping their knee. Yeah, slapping crisp their knee. button up, yeah. blue in color. All right, old white person sees something that kind of blows them away, um, or they're not happy about, or you know that they didn't expect. Maybe they're surprised by a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Or they're they're surprised, a little disgusted, maybe. Think old, old white person. Give me a situation where they'd be surprised. So maybe maybe they're watching the news and the news is reporting on like a murder or something, mm-hmm. or like um, a serial killing or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't have to be that dramatic. Just I, I think I think they would if they're kind of disgusted by it. I think they would say something along the lines of. What has happened to this world? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I it wasn't like this in my. It day. wasn't like you this know. in my day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I 
what's, that's what's, that's I, I feel like that's the best answer. Yeah, what's the what's the answer to it? I got it written down here. In all my years. Oh, in all my years. <laughs> in yeah. all my years. All right, that's all I got. That's it. I like that. Listen, at what age is three white people? At what age do we start using these very cliche white people terms consistently? I feel like if we're being honest, we've probably already started. Yeah. I started peppering them in. Like yeah. when I'm talking to my coworkers and yeah. stuff and people that don't really know me. Yeah. Just yeah. to be just, a relatable person. Yeah. Because I feel like you say it around like us, we're going to say something like, why are you talking like a white dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you say it around your coworkers, it makes you seem a little bit older. Yeah. And you're like, you're well, you know, I've been, I've been around the block, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very, the very white person yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. White people, they also they also say it's Friday. It's it's Friday. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. They Thank God, God it's Friday. On Thursdays, celebrating a Friday. On Thursdays, they say it's Friday Eve. Yeah. Friday. yeah. <laughs> All they care about is Friday. They don't like a Monday either. They don't oh, like men. Oof. It's a Monday. But they don't like a Monday. But you you have prime conversation subjects with a with a white person on a Monday. You know, you get to talk about your weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what'd you do this weekend, Steve? You get to talk about maybe the grass you mowed or. Yeah, you know the working with white people. Try to avoid them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless you just want to hear the same thing over and over yeah. again. Cause if you like repetition, if repetition <laughs> builds confidence, <laughs> seek out those white people. <laughs> you, if you want your life to be predictable, seek out a white person. They, they're on a schedule. Do we think that the they have a script? Yeah. <laughs> do we think the loss of the water cooler in a workplace? Has really hurt the white man. Mm. I think so. I think that was our downfall. <laughs> oh, That's man. when it all started going down. We might have to pitch that question to the uh, QDNPR. I, I oh, think talk about it. That sounds like yeah. That sounds like a good question that's maybe changing in the world i agree but uh yeah that's it got a hypothetical need some advice questionable detour podcast at gmail got lots of people writing in get in on it you know get in early let us know what goes on inside your heads yeah because you you know what goes on inside our head and, and you spend time listening to this podcast the, so yeah the something's wrong with you and the, the message we want we, we want to know what's wrong the difference you. is we record what goes on mm-hmm. in our head yeah. you do not so you're you're better off than us and the messages we have gotten giving us a little glimpse inside your heads and it's a terrifying place it's a terrifying it's we, we're not much different right yeah that's it boys you want to be done yep yep mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> <laughs> expect the detour